Welcome to the pancaked 87th episode of the Non-Player Character Podcast, a video game podcast with character. I am your supersonic NPC host, NPC Paul. And here with me today, of course, is the, oh, Jeremy, uh, it looks like your performance is actually slacking. We're going to need you to uh, complete this training so that you can get your performance up. Jeremy, how's it going, Jeremy? Are you doing that now, too? Because because Leonard has just started to introduce himself with a sound. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, uh, but... Um, is, is that what you're doing now? Oh, listen, I've made the same comment before. I have no idea why I'm even here. So I thought I would spice it up a little bit. You're the sports guy. It off with a sports guy. And possibly Nintendo. Sports guy. Sports. Sports. Also with us today, of course, is... Uh, Hey, can't um, it looks like uh, Sharon can't come in on Saturday night. Could you cover her shift, Kent? How you doing? Uh, I don't know if I can. I'm I'm busy doing these GSO level up quizzes <laughs> off the clock, so I don't know. A little inside baseball. That's good. I like that. I like that. Uh, <clears throat> so we are going to be talking about the future of physical uh, games. And uh, we're going to be bashing on GameStop, so if you want to hear that for sure, uh, stick around until the end of the show. But for now, of course, we're going to go around the room and ask everyone what everyone has been playing. I will start off. Jeremy, you asked me if I've been playing uh, No Man's Sky just before the recording started. And yes, I have continued to play No Man's Sky. Uh, I will say it's a good thing I didn't play it for five years because there's a lot of content uh, that I'm just now getting around to. And it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm getting to the point where uh, I'm I'm doing what's called uh, like s chasing, uh, where you basically just run around the infinitely procedurally generated universe, uh, searching for s rank stuff like s rank ships and s rank guns, etc. Uh, but it's fun. I like it. It's a chill game. That's what I'm into right now is chill games. Uh, are you playing online or just single player? I am playing online. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you, if you want to get uh, boosted, uh, uh, hit me up. I just want the Normandy ship, but I think that was time exclusive. It was time exclusive. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. You can't go back in time. Kent, what have you been playing? Uh, I haven't been playing much, actually. I've been doing a lot of final stuff, but um, I guess in the time that I have, I've been really, really jumping into modding. Um, really? For my, I, I've modded before, but this is my first like eighty plus plugin mod thing. Uh, I'm doing Fallout Four. Uh, okay. Um, okay. PC, yeah, um, and I feel accomplished for having that many plugins in it. Nothing's conflicting with each other, and it's actually running nicely. So that's amazing. Uh, that's, that's pretty that, rare. <laughs> that is an accomplishment in and of itself, I must say. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, um, uh, I guess I've been playing a little bit of Sea of Thieves. Uh, Dan, okay, okay. Uh, wanted to hop into that 
eventually because they have this new like five man event thing for the current season. So right. Uh, you playing with randoms or are you playing with friends? Always with friends. You you can't play a game with randoms. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, you can, but it's no. (laughs) (laughs) Just no. No, just no. Well, that's cool. Modding is always fun to get into. It's a little bit frustrating uh, at times. Uh, I, I kind of got f- uh, burnt out on City Skylines modding. Uh, that That is a world in and of itself. There are, uh, I would say, upwards of 10,000 mods for that game. Uh, and you can, you can certainly get lost in the weeds. And uh, yeah, I, I recommend people finding using mod managers yes. if it's their first time. Yes, absolutely. Are you using a mod manager for uh, Fallout? I was, um, oh. but I've gotten into, I'm comfortable enough to not use one Wow. for the ones that, um, cause there's a few that like even the best mod manager you can't use because of load order right. and Load order only does so much, so you kind of have to really do that yourself. Yeah, so. you're 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 flying by yourself now. You're on on the wings of an angel, so to speak. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing, Kent. Jeremy, what have you been playing? So I have solely dedicated my life to my Switch because it's the only free time I have to play video games. Oh, oh I. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have kids. Return them if you can. I'm just kidding. I love them, kind of. Um, so I've been playing MLB The Show since it's on the Switch. Okay. Um, Kent talked about it not last episode, the last last episode. I started the Lego Star Wars. Uh, I think it's the Skywalker Saga. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hate me. Yeah. Um, so here's the problem with Lego Star Wars. I have started this franchise like ten times, um, like 360 to Xbox One to now Switch, and I have never been able to finish it for some reason. I've I've tried. I am determined to finish it this time. Determined. Um, what stops you? Right. Get bored. I to be honest, <laughs> I just I get bored. It's just. I, I I always tell myself, oh yeah, I'm gonna start it, and I'll, I'll play like the first like sequence of it. I'm just like, god damn it, this is so boring. So Jeremy, and I'll stop. Jeremy, I I have to ask. It kind of begs the question: If you're getting bored, why are you continuing to play it? As, I'll rebuttal you that question. Why would an alcoholic say no to drinking alcohol? Because it's good and addicting and I see. can't say no. I see. Okay. So it is the addiction. <laughs> it is the addiction. Nothing else. That All right. That tracks. Don't drink MMOs. You should try MMOs. That sounds like your MO. Oh, don't. No, no, no. We're not having a second Dan. <laughs> We're not having a second Dan. We have lost Dan to New World. And that's just the truth of it. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad uh, that your stick to itiveness, uh, Jeremy, I hate, I hate it so much, is is it. going to force you to complete. Uh, I need one help. of the Star Wars games. The, 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 the problem is that there's eight games in this one, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally I'm taking it day by day. And there's Other DLC that, coming out too, so you know. 
I know they. I so I'm I'm bougie, and since you pay point zero 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 one of every purchase that I get, um, thank you, listeners. Um, I got the spicy version with the Mandalorian version of it, and I haven't even started that either. So wow, wow. Uh, I, Are you really I, a Lego fan? I enjoy stepping on them, if that counts. Okay. Oh. <laughs> You're one of those. <laughs> Are you even Danish, bro? Are you a real Lego friend? Are you even Danish? <laughs> I bet he doesn't even know what Lego means. What does Lego mean? I don't fucking know. I'm not oh. Danish. Ah! If, he's play, if he's play well. <laughs> means keep my two-year-old away from them so she doesn't eat them and choke on them game. That too. That's why you give her Duplo, dude. <laughs> Does that mean? Does that my, mean my play friend big? who works at the Lego store is probably triggered right now, dude? I have to, <laughs> I have to rep for him somehow. <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, okay. Last but not least, yes. Paul, okay. I've also been playing uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. Sports. And I, I will get and get into it uh, later on, but it is surprisingly really fun. Okay. Uh, and that's all I've been playing. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying that. Uh, so you could talk about it. I've heard some things, some things and some stuff regarding that game. So I, I can't wait for you to talk about it in your segment. But give us Woohoo Island, fucking cowards! Fucking cowards. But uh, <laughs> since we're done talking about what we've all been playing, we're going to take a break. And when we come back from that break, we're going to be talking about the news. It's been a weird week. Uh, I'll, I'll say that from what I have, at least. Uh, but until then, uh, I'll see you on the other side. Hear ye, hear ye, the Non-Player Character Podcast presents What It Is Like to Play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds By Yourself Okay, okay. Where do I drop? Where am I gonna drop? Um, yeah, here, here. That looks good. Okay. Alright, alright. Looks pretty lonely out here. I'll go go raid some stuff. What do I got here? Pistol. Alright, alright. Oh, ah, shit. I'm dead. And now, what it is like to play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds with friends. So how do you fire? How do you, I don't know what them. Where, 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 no, do where do you flank them. No, 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 And now, what 
his life to play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds with ducks. Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for news. Leonard is not here today. So instead, we have, uh, who's this guy? Jeremy? Name Jeff. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, uh, welcome to the team. And uh, what kind of news do you have for us today? <clears throat> Nintendo News! So that's the best I can That do. sounded like noose. Nintendo <laughs> noose. I like it. That's the same thing. It, um, it sounded like you didn't say the full <laughs> Nintendo word, but okay. I really tried, Leonard. I really tried. Please don't hate me. Um, okay. I have like two things, three things. So yeah. um, Nintendo dropped a full gameplay of Mario Strikers, Mario Strikers Battle League. God, that's a long name. It is. Um, the gameplay surprisingly looks really good. Um, I'm a big FIFA person, so it's a little bit of a, a different vibe. Um, but June 10th, it comes out. Should be excited. I very. I see. I've I played FIFA my entire life, so it's a little bit weird to play to play Mario Strikers, but. I'm June 10th. I'll let you know how it is. I uh, I am actually looking forward to this game. I absolutely loved uh, Mario Strikers on the GameCube, and I liked a lot, not quite as much, uh, the one on the Wii. Uh, they were both fantastic and fun games. Uh, I'm really glad that they're back, and uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's better uh, than the tennis that we got. The golf was okay. Tennis was disappointing it was very disappointing yeah all right next in the news for nintendo uh pokemon home leonard please like i please don't put a hit on me um i have no idea what pokemon home is so i had to do a quick google search of what it is so it's apparently you can sync all your pokemon games with it so um Pokemon Home, it's now going to be accessed between Diamond and Pearl and Pokemon Legends. Do I know what that means? Absolutely not. This is why we need <laughs> Leonard. But it's apparently big Nintendo news. Okay. Well, I'm really glad that you brought us that well-researched story. I will just add... <laughs> Um, that, uh, of course, of course they're adding this feature. It is a subscription based service, uh, that Pokemon wants to take all your money forever and ever, uh, writing only on nostalgia on the wave of nostalgia, uh, that seeps from your brain every day of the week and they will take your money. Every game that comes out from here until eternity 
will now be connected into the subscription-based model. And you can trade and buy and sell Pokemon like digital stocks. It's kind of like NFTs. NFTs. If they didn't destroy the planet, although I have a feeling that this also contributes to the existential crisis we all know as climate change. I just brought Pokemon to climate change and I'm happy about it. So, uh, you also brought supersonic and pancake in the intro. So you're full of wonders. So, uh, uh, Leonard, Oh, I'm sorry. Not Leonard. Um, Jeremy, is there any other uh, Nintendo news that you had for us? So, yeah, so when I think of the Nintendo Switch, um, there's a couple games I think of that you have to download, like Mario Kart, um, a Mario game like Odyssey, or that Meow Cat one. Um, don't do, don't do, don't do think... that. Don't do that. That's Don't do that. That's not <laughs> Len- Leonard wouldn't do that. If we, we had Leonard down. here, he'd be we'll so angry. <laughs> I have an expectation to hold here. Um, if it's not a rumor, it must be something factual, okay? All right, fine. Um, <laughs> another game I think of is Stardew Valley. Um, it was one of the first games I bought on my Switch. Um, it's a way different kind of game style that I'm used to playing. It doesn't even um, have sports in it. So, kind of <laughs> shout out to them. It just hit 20 million copies sold um, for uh, of March 2022 on Switch. I think it or total. Believe in general, in total. Okay, okay. But a lot of those, I think about seven to eight million came from the Switch. Totally believable. Um, Absolutely. So. Kind of surprising. So I guess a big thing about the game is that there were a lot of free updates about the game, um, endless content to kind of keep you going. Um, I guess the developer is halting and has no plans for the farming game. They're coming out with a new game con- yes. called Haunted Chocolatier. Yes. And we are all waiting fun. with bated breath. They make, uh, uh, he specifically knows how to make a good game. And now he has a team behind him. Uh, I, I, some money. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to anything this guy puts out. I can't remember his name. Kent, do you know his name? No. Cool. So I, uh, I, w- I want to play the chocolatier. I've never ever wanted to be a chocolatier, but now I do. Thanks to, this one individual. Oh, like his name escapes. Me. I know his concerned ape is his like tag. I don't remember his like name name. Right, right. Let's just but, call him yeah. concerned ape, like player unknown. Um, because you know no one cares about player unknown's real name. Anyway, uh, Jerome, any other uh, Nintendo news you had for us? <clears throat> I think that's a no. I think that's a no. All right. So I'm going to go with my fun and funny news, and then we'll go into more of the serious news. Uh, Take two had an investor call at the beginning of this week. It was fantastic for no one involved because they said nothing about anything, but they do want to make six, six remasters in the next, in the, in the coming years. 
So they are uh, they are going to be doing. Uh, we know for sure a uh, 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 Red Dead and GTA Four, which is good. Who knows about the other fucking four remakes that they're going to be doing? Uh, but uh, it should be fun. Oh, I think they are including the uh, next gen updates for Red Dead Two uh, in that count. So, and maybe there's are they, are they counting Max Payne? I, I I hope so. It would be nice to be to do a remaster, I guess, of Max Payne. I'd rather that have confirmed. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, so there's Max Payne. Um, I. I would rather see a remake in the same engine of Max Payne three, but you know, new. It's it's a remake for of the first game. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. That I don't know if it's like uh, they they. I might. don't know if that's part of it because that's a remedy still. That is that is true. Uh, but considering that uh, uh, they're not going to do Rockstar Table Tennis, uh, which is a crying shame. Uh, that what is, about uh, Midnight Club? People like that. Midnight Club would be Best. awesome. Midnight Club would be awesome. And it would finally fucking give uh, Need for Speed a run for their money because uh, they yeah. goddamn need it. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was uh, uh, part of the investor call. The other part that I wanted to bring up because it's very important uh, to me specifically uh, is the uh, hashtag save Red Dead online uh, that was trending many, many months ago. Um, so oh. <laughs> the CEO has come out and said, we hear you. Oh boy. And don't worry. And that is all. Let go. Oh man. <laughs> Get out back. It was such a slap in the fucking face. Like I, I, uh, I was so angry. I was so angry when I heard it that I, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. I thought about it all day to an unhealthy degree, and uh, I, I hope, I hope that something comes out of it because I haven't played Red Dead uh, since like what since February because I, I there was nothing to do. There's nothing to do. I maxed that game out in less than six months and there's nothing left for me to do in that game. It, it needs some sort of update considering the GTA gets an update every like week. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tragedy that this happened to red dead, but who knows? Nothing, nothing's going to come out of it. I'm yeah. telling you that yeah, I'm telling you now, if they would have said like, you know, keep an eye out in the future. If they just say, we hear you, there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, but, uh, you know, there's there's still a lot of people online being like, hey, look, it, they're finally doing something. There's a lot of hope. And I, I don't like that there's a lot of hope when there's no tangible proof of, of you know, uh, progression. It's sad. So pour one out for old Red Dead Online because it might just be dead forever. Uh, I had another bit of news, but I wanted to segue better into it. Uh, and by that, I mean, it's about FIFA. So, uh, Jeremy, uh, it's good to see you back. Um, do um, you have sports news for us? I do. And I'm actually, I'm ready for this. I've done my research on this. Um, so going along with FIFA and EA, 
Yes. They are no longer. They are divorced. I guess uh, EA like the poop in the bed a little too much, <laughs> and they're just like, nope, we're done. Um. So timely. Doing some, I just. <laughs> yeah. So I did a lot of research into this, and I guess the two fell apart because of money. In the biggest reason. Shocker. Uh, exactly. So, a little fun fact. So, apparently, EA has been partnered with FIFA since 1993. So, a little, a little, almost 29 years, which I think is absolutely incredible. To be uh, married that long is uh, uh, a real achievement, I think. Exactly. So, I guess FIFA said, "Hey, EA." You guys make about $2.5 billion off of us, our players, our teams, our logos. We want $250 million the next game, FIFA 23. And apparently EA said no. Oh, we're not going to give you that money. That's absolutely crazy. Uh, money, money, money. We, we, we bathe in money. And they said no. So FIFA backed out. So EA, they are making a new soccer game, but it's not going to be FIFA. It's called EA Sports FC. Um, I'm guessing the FC means football club. I don't know. It means uh, 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 foot kick. <laughs> With the <a> C. <laughs> With the <a> C. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Uh, it, it's, I thought it I, stood for phalange coordination because you use your hand a lot, <laughs> right? Exactly, 100%. And you hit field goals. Yeah, I know sports. <laughs> sports. Um, so FIFA, it's, they're not there, surprisingly, already moving forward. Um, news on the street is that they're already talking to other publishers. They're talking to investors. Um, to get a new game out by hopefully this year or next year, which would be pretty interesting not having the support um, of EA. They're going to have to like reinvent themselves a little bit. Um, it also kind of opens up a door for other sports like Madden, uh, UFC. You know, these are all games or the PGA too. Um, these are all games that are licensed and everything by EA. Um and I couldn't see Madden not being an EA game. Um, I don't play golf. Golf sucks. Um, <laughs> but PGA Tour, that's a big, huge EA game. UFC, also big games. Um, so it'll kind of see, I'm kind of interested to see what happens down the road with this. Um, hopefully, these brands and companies start realizing oh, we can make our own game and we can make all the money. Uh, and I really, really genuinely think EA got a little, a little selfish with the money. It, it, it could be that. It also could be uh, that FIFA is also a terrible organization uh, that exports. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I also looked it up. I wanted to say this before we moved on from this incredibly important story. Uh, the 29th uh, year wedding anniversary gift is furniture. So maybe, this is just speculation, but maybe EA was going to gift uh, uh, FIFA furniture, 
But FIFA found out that it was cheap, like Ikea stuff and not like, you know, they went to an antique store and bought something, you know, real good, real, real quality craftsmanship kind of stuff. It was just like a Hjorga Blorga from Ikea. And it kind of started a fight and like some things were said and you know how fights kind of end up being like a, like a, it starts as one thing, but at the end of it, like 10 to 15 minutes in, it's a completely different fight about something that like, you know, you've been holding on to for a real long time. And, and at this point, like you can't really back out of the conversation or, or, or of the argument. And so you have to sort of just like kind of keep it going. But, but eventually that kind of argument just sort of ends up being this, this kind of impetus, right. For, for something much, much bigger, like, like fissures in the relationship that no one had seen before. And yeah, it's by the end of it. Neither of them remember what they were even arguing about. Yeah. You're just, originally. you're just sitting silently next to each other across from the sofa and you're almost panting with the amount of adrenaline and an emotion that had been shared that night. You're kind of wondering if this is where all marriages end eventually. And then in the sobering light of morning, you realize that, yeah, this is where it ends. And you, and I feel like the killing blow was, uh, FIFA leaning into EA's ear, whispering, so, uh, 250 million? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I hope FIFA the best. Not really, because I don't care about the company. Um, But I have a feeling that uh, this will go the way of RBI Baseball. Um, and, uh, so many other sports games that I've tried to break away from, uh, evil EA's, uh, grasp, uh, not many have been able to PES is the only one that really comes to mind. And even they had to, uh, change their name and, uh, they're, they're not doing great. I mean, it's, they, they're owned by Konami. So, you know, you're not doing great if you're owned by Konami. Cinco. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, I, I, I wish them the best. I'd love to see what they come up with, uh, in terms of a video game within a year. Uh, that should be fun. Anyway, Jeremy, was there any other sports news that you had for us? That's all I have for you. Okay. Good to know. Kent, you have something very important to share with the class. Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking, you know what? Let me, let me get the, the concrete one out of the way first. So, um, uh, PS plus premium, right? That's a new, uh, tier system for PS plus, And it was supposed to bring PS one, PS two, PSP titles, uh, basically, Everything but Vita games <laughs> for Man. some reason. Um, but uh, there's been some new tidbits of information. Um, A, uh, these new games aren't just going to be little PS3 ports where they just, you know, stream the game um, that they have existing on their platforms. Instead, these are going to have uh, safe states. Uh, rewind uh, mechanics um, and supposedly improved performance 
which is all very pretty good, actually. That sounds better than what uh, we get from Nintendo recently. Yeah. Um, and the coolest tidbit, if you are a Vita or PS3 owner like me, if you own the offered PS1, PSP titles, uh, you will actually own them you don't even need the ps plus premium wow. uh, so you can download them so say uh you have ape escape on there like one you had bought it back on the legacy vita or ps3 systems yeah uh then you actually own them uh i don't think we have a confirmation if it's like a download and you like you download the game or it's like you have the rights to stream it whenever. I think they need to say uh, they need to clarify that bit, but okay. uh, that's a that's a real pro consumer move, and it's very surprising coming from Sony. Yeah, yeah. Considering that uh, Sony is uh, just now getting into this whole digital marketplace of video games, um, with both feet, and uh, uh, they're not doing the best job in the world explaining anything. Uh, that's going to, that's going to happen because remember when PS five was coming out, uh, and they had this whole thing where like, you know, if you own the PS four version of whatever game, you'll get the PS five version, uh, upgrade for free turned out not to be true almost immediately. And, and, you know, everyone was telling them was, you know, saying like, that's not going to be true. And it wasn't. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's good that, it, it, it feels like one step forward, two steps back in their, uh, uh, in their customer, uh, uh, just appreciation and, uh, loyalty. Um, but Sony does have a little bit of, of work ahead of them. Uh, this helps, but it's, it's not great. It's not perfect. And Vita, come on now. I'm holding on to my Vita. I mean, that thing is probably getting more and more valuable just because of its consistent, uh, constantly being excluded from Sony. So yeah, yeah. I wish I hadn't dropped mine in the Delta. Oh goodness, <laughs> <laughs> that made my heart drop. That sucks. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, you know, good job, Sony. Kind of good job. Yeah. And they they gave the uh the first look at the like first wave of games. Look pretty good. It's the first wave, so we're going to have more. But highlights are Ape Escape, uh, Siphon Filter, Tekken 2, Worms Armageddon. Just a bunch of um, pretty pretty good classics. Tekken 2. Holy fuck. Ooh. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I just Googled the PS Vita, and like with 20 games, what, 1400 bucks for that little console and all those games? <laughs> yeah, dude. Believable. Absolutely believable. Uh, I'm not getting rid of mine, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you have the flip one, or do you have uh, which one? I have the... I think you're thinking of PSP Go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. This I have the 2000 series, uh, just because uh, I didn't want burn-in, and it has a better battery, but... There you go. Um, there you go. Man but of, yeah. Man of culture. <laughs> yeah um can i transition to my second piece of course you can okay this is the big one this is i think the, the out of all the the npc uh people here i think it's just dan and me that are actually excited for this okay 
Um, and that is Silent Hill, Silent Hill, Silent Hill, Silent Hill. We've heard it rumored for the past, like, ten years, ever since, uh, or not ten, but however long uh, Silent Hills was a thing and PT was a thing. Yeah, it's been about seven um, years. Like, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it's been, like, over ten years since we've gotten a Silent Hill, yeah. period. Yeah. Um... But uh, two things, two major things. I'm going to start off with the cooler one um, and the more likely one. And that is a new Silent Hill game. And this has been rumored for a while. There's been people doing their Pepe Sylvia boards, looking and seeing what was true, what wasn't. Um, And this one pretty much got confirmed because there was a leaker who you know had a pretty decent track record in the past and they posted screenshots and those got dmca take taken down so uh multiple times and that's never happened right. and if you are into the legal legal jargon that won't happen unless they actually have something that's worth taking down right um and I, you can find mirrors on them online. Uh, we probably can't post them, probably won't post them. But yeah, you can easily find mirrors online. Uh, it looks really good. It looks very similar to Resident Evil Village um, in terms of graphical fidelity. Ooh. Um, but another little aspect that I think this is very much true is um, Masahiro Ito, which is the one of the lead character designers, if you may be thinking like, Oh, who's that? He worked on the first three Silent Hills. Um, he's the guy who made up pyramid head, which is like pretty much now the de facto mascot for the series. Um, I follow him on Twitter. Um, he's a really cool guy. And he confirmed that he was working on something, I believe in 2021. And he said, you know, I hope that, you know, I'm like lead design on this. I hope this game doesn't get canceled. Um, and people are like, Oh, is that a reference to silent Hill? You know, silent Hills getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently I want to say within the past six months, somebody asked him like, Hey, are you still working on that You know, project? And he said, yes, I am. Um, which is a big thing. I mean, this is one of the original Team Silent people coming back to the series. That's amazing. In my opinion, that's better than Kojima coming back. And, you know, uh, I would rather see the original Team Silent take the helm again. And it looks like we may be getting that. That's um, so cool for you. Yes. Like, even if you don't like horror games or Silent Hill, yeah. you have to admit Silent Hill, at least the first four games especially the first trilogy uh those are you know you need to know those those are integral in the lexicon of you know game gaming history yeah no um, they, they they are uh, a paramount i would say in um uh uh horror video games like i'm not i'm not huge on horror video games because nowadays it's just jump scares and gross stuff but uh silent hill and was, storytelling i would say storytelling too yeah um, but the, um, but Silent Hill was was like different. It it, it was horror uh, uh, in the way that uh, movies are can be horror. It uh, you know a a complete hiding of the uh, 
the the monsters and just unease of everything. Everything happened to be like uh, a metaphor for something else, and it was all connected in some way. Whereas, as most uh, horror games nowadays don't don't seem to hit that kind of thing. Like they try, uh, but they they, they never ex- uh, succeed. Uh, like specifically, the only one I ever played, Silent Hill Two. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and I you know half of that is I have to say that atmosphere is thanks to the composer Akira Yamaoka, and I hope he comes back. I don't I don't know if he is, but if they get him and Ito back, oh my god, that would be amazing. That's all you need. That's all you need. I would say it's all you need, but like that would be. Way more than any Silent Hill game has gotten in the last decade. Right. Um, that would be amazing. Then we could actually see maybe a comeback to form for that type of genre of psychological horror. Um, awesome. But enough awesome. gushing about that. Uh, now on to the second part of oh, Silent Hill. There's two um, parts. Oh, yeah. There's, there's always two. Um, this one is a little bit less valid uh this comes from jeff grubb i don't really like the guy personally he, uh, he gets sound like he has a horrible track like. record sorry what'd you say he doesn't sound like someone you should like with yeah a name like he, grubb. he's like oh uh i'm an insider he's pre- he's pretty popular when it comes to like insider information but he's not very good at it um but I digress. He he uh, he leaked um, or confirmed that uh, Bloober team is working on a Silent Hill 2 remake. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a bold claim. That is a bold claim. Uh, Bloober team, I don't think, has the capability of remaking one of the best games of all time. <laughs> um, they're recent game uh, from Bloober Team. I heard their last game wasn't the best. Um, and the uh, CEO refuses to comment, which kind of gives it a little bit more credence. Um, uh, and another thing that kind of gives credence is I would say that uh, Bloober Team has announced they're working on an upcoming title. Um so I don't know. I think that's a very odd thing to do to just jump to Silent Hill 2 instead of 1. If anything, 1 needs the remake formula more than 2. Right. Uh, just just cuz of at least fidelity-wise. Um and I I'm, mean la- last time they did this and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm remembering correctly. Um they uh, did the PS3 HD remaster of one and two and fans three. What was that? It was two and three. Oh, it was two and three. Interesting. Uh, but yeah. fa- fans were not happy with those uh, remasters. No, because um, they had, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Troy Baker, um, for the main lead and stuff, Guy Sehe, and it just didn't work. Cause like, oh my gosh, it 
it just sounded so horrible. Like, no offense, but, like, he was trying so hard to be, like, edgy and, like, I don't know, gruff. Um, you, you just have to look up comparison stuff. Like, um, it was just really bad. And also, both of those games, at least for Silent Hill um, 2, I think 2 was the one, they lost the source files for it. Yeah. So they were running off of, like, a, a earlier build of the game. So it was, like, super glitchy. Right. Just wasn't good. That's, but, that is too bad. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I hope that uh, something can come out of this. This is Konami that we're talking about, though, right? Yep. Still Konami. Um, I personally think they should leave Silent Hill 2 alone, but if they end up making it, whatever. I'm not going to, like, throw a tantrum because, I mean, the original game will always still be there, but... Right, right. Uh, at least that new game, that looks cool. Look it up. Get excited for that because that looks like that one probably will be coming. Um, the remake, eh, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, regardless, any new Silent Hill content is amazing because it's been so uh, it's been a long absent. time. Yeah, 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 and it is absolutely sad that we never got to see uh, what PT could have been. Oh yeah. Uh, that, that is, that is always going to be one of the, you know, ghosts of the video game, uh, uh, industry, which is too bad. And there is rumors that Kojima may be, uh, involved in the, the first one, like the, the new game, not the remake, just because there's been some crazy things like, uh, story motifs and little aspects have been carried over, um, from interviews and it's been in the leak and also one of the uh, motion con- uh, motion capture um, actors that Kojima is working with in studio not necessarily for Silent Hill but like he just said oh I'm you know he posted a picture that the the actor she looks exactly like uh, one of the characters shown in the leaked photos hmm. so interesting very interesting i i can't really explain it as well without you just like going in a deep rabbit hole deep dive (laughs) into it because uh there's a lot of stuff and it's actually pretty entertaining it's almost like a game itself right 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 Um, Uh, abandoned was abandoned that shit fell off (laughs) yeah Oh my god. So now people are flocking to this for the next oh, is this coming out? Is this Silent Hill? Yeah. So uh, uh I mean I will say uh I, I did uh um the amazing uh uh God, I just had their YouTube name and now I can't remember him. Uh uh like game history or something like that, video game history, something like that. They did a deep dive of uh the apparently secret ending quote unquote secret ending for metal gear solid five, uh, where all, um, nuclear bombs on the multiplayer servers are dismantled. Uh, and there it is a rabbit hole to say the least. There are conspiracy theories, uh, surrounding it. You, you've got to watch that YouTube video. It's like 30 minutes long, but it is so worth it because of how, how crazy and twisty it gets. A lot of it comes down on blaming uh, Konami for basically rigging the game uh, so that that can never happen. 
but it's it's oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, uh, I got. It's weird because like I've seen that cutscene in game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hackers were able to pull it out uh, and uh, fake uh, the de uh, denuclearization uh, of the servers, uh, but apparently. You can see the cutscene, but the cutscene isn't the thing that unlocks the whatever it is after the cutscene. There's apparently oh, something still, and Kojima has said that you know that wasn't it. There was something after um, uh, uh, the the cutscene, and everyone says it's chapter five. I think it is. It might be six, but I'm pretty sure it's five, uh, which is called Peace. Which of course would lead into Peace Walker, which yeah, it's it's an amazing uh, YouTube video. You got to check it out. Um, just just search you know uh, Metal Gear Solid Five uh, Peace, and you you should be able to find it. Chapter Five Peace. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really good uh, uh, YouTube video. Um, so I wanted to move on real quick uh, uh, and uh, do buried the lead. We actually forgot to do this uh, last week. So hopefully when I dig down deep uh, into the dirt where we bury the leads, uh, it's not completely uh, uh, rotted away. And uh, oh, no, it it looks pretty bad. Uh, well, there's not a lot of meat on these bones anymore, but we should probably mention it uh, anyway. Uh, and that is that Square Enix sold their entire company and they're not a company anymore. Wait, nope, nope. Reading that wrong. They are still a company. They sold, oh, they sold their IPs, all of their IPs, every single one of them, and they're no longer a company anymore. Oh, wait, wait, nope. Okay, so they have like eight IPs left, but they sold the rest. <laughs> all, the, all the Japanese are... Okay, all the Japanese IPs are okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Square Enix sold off a whole bunch of IPs. Uh, Deus Ex being the one that I was sort of surprised about. Um, but uh, they also sold off Tomb Raider and all sorts of other... Uh, are you really uh, surprised about Deus Ex, though? Yes, actually, I was. I know that uh, most people didn't like uh, the Deus Ex remakes, and I didn't like the Deus Ex remakes, but they sold well. Both of them, surprisingly, somehow, even though most of the people who bought it probably never played the original Deus Ex. And now that I have mentioned Deus Ex, someone is going to install the original Deus Ex. I mean, yes, but they sold well. But like, you have to remember that whole augment your pre-order thing. Right. Trash fire. And ever since then... They haven't even muttered a word about Deus <laughs> No, it's true. Uh, Tomb Raider, I think that Square Enix, uh, had, having Tomb Raider for as long as they did, uh, they sort of ran their course. Uh, they, they did what they wanted to do, and it was fine. Uh, I'm not saying that it wasn't fine. There were problems with it yes. that I'd love to get into one of these days. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was fine. I wasn't blown away by it. It was a good take, good take that wasn't taken far enough. Uh, yeah. So whoever has it now, I hope they uh, uh, know what's good about Tomb Raider. Embracer Group. Embracer Group, right. Um, the largest, pretty much, third-party right. they, they Megacorp. They are the Foxcon of uh, video game corporations. 
Uh, they, they are a terrifying juggernaut and we shall not talk about them, uh, or else our podcast will be taken away. Um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Kent, I know you told me that they have, uh, they have more IPs on the way and it's not like final fantasy is gone. It's not like kingdom hearts is gone. Uh, they still are owned by square Enix. Um, and, and I think, yeah, I think you were right when you told me that, uh, they're just sort of cleaning house, tidying up, uh, getting rid of the toys that, uh, they don't, they don't play with anymore. Um, and, uh, maybe one day we'll get a a halfway decent game out of them. I mean, I'm optimistic, um, because, they weren't doing anything with all those IPs they sold. I think the only Western IP they really kept was um, Just Cause. Right. Um, but, you know, new studios are always interesting. You could always get um, just a, a product you never thought you would have gotten from a new studio. I mean, just because it's new doesn't mean it's a bunch of, like, you know super new people in the industry. Usually it's a bunch of like veteran developers that kind of migrate and congregate into a different thing. So precisely. So no, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to what, what happens. Uh, so the, the internet exploded with anger, but I'm looking forward to what happens. Yeah. So I want to ask Jeremy, uh, since you don't really play a lot of square Enix games, well, what do you think about this news of them selling a lot of their Western IPs and wanting to create new studios? How does that sit with you? Cause you have to at least know like final fantasy and kingdom hearts by name. Of course. So, okay. <laughs> so I was going to be like, Hey Paul, can, can you dumb this down as if I, you know, I was like five. But then I realized I have the tools of Google at my fingertips. And <laughs> That's true. I, I did some of that good old Google in, um, so looking into it and I'm, I'm, I have questions. So I'm, I know we have our, like our big topics. I don't want to take too much of your, of your time. So from what I grasped, uh, Square Enix sold off a lot of their property of games, like, uh, games you guys have already listed. Yes. And my first question is people that bought off these titles, right? Is it the same companies or developers that bought off these IPs from Square Enix? Or was it like separate, different like developers that kind of like came in and pushed them away? That's my first question. It's just one. Yeah. It's one huge it's one group huge that just giant. bought everything. Like they're, they're the same ones that own like THQ Nordic. Uh, uh, who else mm-hmm. do they fucking own? A lot. A like, lot. Yeah, like the list is huge. It's crazy because you don't really know them. Like, you know the companies they own, but Embracer Group, you don't, they kind of hide in the shadows. Um, here's here's just a little bit of a taste of uh, uh, who they own. Uh, Coffee Stain Studios. Coffee Stain Studios is the people who brought you, hang on, uh, uh, Sanctum? Oh, Goat Simulator. 
games like that. Deep Rock Galactic, Hunt Down, Valheim. Valheim. Yeah, Valheim yeah. was the big one. Uh, uh, Deca Games uh, is a uh, large gaming studio who uh, do a lot of uh, mobile games. If you're a mobile game per- person, you know who Deca Games is. Gearbox Motherfucking Entertainment. There is a company that owns Gearbox Entertainment, and it is called Embracer Group. So uh, what's that? Randy Pitchford is owned by Embracer Group. Uh, Coke Media. That's scary. I don't even want to go into that, but Coke Media apparently owns Vertigo Gaming. Uh, anyway, Saber Interactive. Uh, that takes me back very, very far. Uh, I feel old now. THQ Nordic also, as we mentioned before, uh, which includes Black Forest Games, uh, uh, Handy Games, which I've never heard of, and Rainbow Studios. Um if you have played a game in the past 10 years, you have played a game that was eventually owned by Embracer Group. Yeah, pretty much. I think the rule of thumb is if you're playing a, a third party title, so not made exclusively by Sony, Xbox, Nintendo, and it's not Ubisoft or EA, it is most likely an Embracer Group game. <laughs> Uh, usually like double a games fall under this, but then again, gearbox interactive is, is in this same, uh, uh, umbrella and they don't make double a games. Uh, so yeah. And I hear rumors. I hear rumors. I don't like spreading rumors, but I hear rumors that, uh, Capcom may also become part of embracer group. This, this, uh, news kind of broke near and around the same time the square Enix thing broke. So yeah. I, I question that. I think Dan would question that too. I I believe you in that it's a rumor that came out, but yeah, yeah. looking into it, Capcom has been on like a record high of like profits. That's true. Um, That's true. And Embracer Group isn't usually one to go out and uh, uh, find. They usually just are offered and buy. So yeah, yeah. they are the um, the garage sale. Acquisition yeah, absolutely. team, I like to I like to call them. Yeah. Uh, what was your other question, Jeremy? Oh, my next question. So with Square Enix selling a lot of their game titles and everything, a lot of their property that they have, now does this open up Square Enix to buying um another a studio? Like another company. Like I know, you know, some of the big ones that we've seen, um, Activision, uh, Blizzard, Bethesda to Microsoft. Uh, do you think Square Enix, just a question for the both of you guys, with all this money that they just come in, like come into, do you think they'll make a go at another big company like Ubisoft or another big Gaming company like one of those guys. I I, I can't curiosity. Yeah, I can't imagine them going uh, after like a big company. I can imagine them slimming down to maybe be bought. Um, that might be a thing because you know they saw what Bethesda got uh, when they were purchased by uh, Microsoft. They saw what Activision Blizzard King got when they were bought by Microsoft. So um, they're they're probably looking at those kinds of deals. And sort of salivating, uh, but they know that uh, their IPs have to be nice and slim, uh, and their uh, uh, company projections have to be uh, nice and you know 
uh, dotted I's cross T's. So they're, they're probably looking, I wouldn't say within the next, you know, even five years, not even maybe 10 years. Um, but they, they want to put out two games guaranteed before any talk of that kind of thing, uh, will happen. And they want to make sure that they have complete control over those two games. And those two games, of course, are, uh, the next final fantasy, final fantasy, excuse me, which I think is 15. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. The first, uh, M rated one. Yeah. Which looks fine. Um, I'm down for that. Let's go for an M rated final fantasy. Uh, and also the next kingdom hearts, um, which I don't want to see anymore. I'm done with it. Please kill it (laughs) with fire, but, um, fine. Uh, it's going to have huge, uh, sales implications and, and projections and all those fancy, uh, insider, uh, uh, investor call, uh, buzzwords. Uh, Kent, am I wrong? Am I off? Um, I don't think they're going to get bought out. Um, I think Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts alone are far too big. Um, we and could if, have if said anyone the same were thing. To, we could have Sony. We could have said. Well, that's true. Uh, we could have. I'm not. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't want to say that Microsoft was going to buy them. I might have implied that. I didn't want to say that. Um, I, I. But what I'm saying is, uh, we could have said that about Bethesda. Bethesda might have made a handful of missteps in the past couple of years, but uh, Fallout 4 was one of the biggest selling games that uh, in the year that it came out. Skyrim is the best selling RPG ever made still to this day. So, uh, you know, you, you even even though uh, uh, great companies might make these amazing games they will eventually all be bought out by one of four companies. I guarantee you. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree completely like um, that, you know, that is true, but also I think Bethesda already had its uh, toe in the waters for Xbox for That's a true. long time. That's I think true. even like OG Xbox days, they always favored Xbox with right. releases. Right. Um, and they always sort of shat on PlayStation uh, consoles, at least, uh, yeah. saying that it was so difficult to uh, implement um, modding for for Sony. But uh, they did it because the fans needed it. Just sort of yeah. like a backhanded spit on uh, fucking <laughs> the the PS3 and PS4 architecture. Yeah. So again. I, I think Square Enix has a huge history with PlayStation. Right. But I don't think PlayStation's buying. Um, and I don't think Square Enix is willing to sell just yet because they wouldn't be... Uh, to answer your question, Jeremy, they they are on the market for hiring new studios and they want to do that. They also are really wanting to jump into the nft realm which is like the worst time because it's crashing right now and it's just a stupid thing to do but uh they are looking as if they are broadening their horizon by cutting the fat um and this fat was just detritus it was just a cadaver stitched to the company Pretty much. No offense, Paul, but no, I, mean, I, 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 I can nothing. Agree. Yeah, they no, weren't doing anything with it. No, they, they weren't doing anything good with it. And I hope that whoever uh, that uh, whoever lands it, whoever starts uh, uh, creating a game in that universe again, does it with some fucking respect. Uh, Give now, it to Saber Interactive. Yeah, Saber. Oh, good, good, good. Um, now uh, no, they did 
didn't. I'm, I'm saying give it to oh, them. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, because okay. they, uh, Sabres, they are pretty competent. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. They, I mean, look what they did with World War Z on Switch, which is like an impossible task. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, uh, Saber Interactive is definitely uh, a studio that I would like to see grow um, uh, and do something uh, uh, with cause, uh, I mean, they did the anniversary edition for halo, uh, which had its faults, but if, if Microsoft trusted them with doing the halo, uh, combat evolved anniversary, uh, I'm sorry, all of the anniversary editions, uh, uh, three ODST four, etc. Uh, if, if they were trusted by Microsoft to, to take on their babies, uh, uh, anniversary, that's that's something that says something uh and of course they have done warhammer games because who hasn't at this point and uh they're doing that new evil dead game so we'll see yeah. how that turns out yeah yeah i'm hearing good things uh people are uh already playing the beta so that's good yeah yeah uh jeremy but- i hope we answered all of your questions to uh the fullest extent uh do you have any uh closing thoughts hey. Good, good. In depth. (laughs) So we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we will briefly talk about our topic of the day. And that topic, of course, is the future of physical media and retail locations in the video game industry. Fuck GameStop. We'll see you on the other side. And now for another thrilling adventure of... Episode 3, Train Station. Hey, did you hear Half-Life 3 came out? (gasps) What? Half-Life 4 confirmed. And so concludes another thrilling adventure of... If Half-Life 3 came out today! Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for the topic of today. And that topic, of course, is retail. What is going to happen to retail when no one wants to buy a physical copy of a game anymore? Is it going to go away? Is it going to burn to the ground? Shutter forever? Housing only rats and uh, opossums who wander in and realize they're in a GameStop and then say, ooh, I don't want to be here and walk out? That's what I think is going to happen. But I could be wrong. I was like you, listener. I was like you in thinking that physical media would last forever. It's the perfect type of media, wouldn't you say? Physical, you can touch it, you can lick it, you can smell it, you can do unspeakable acts to it, and still, somehow, in the annals of time, it will be forgotten. It will be cast aside onto the trash heap of forgotten ideas like all of your childhood dreams. GameStop sucks, and we want to talk about it. 
Cash. <laughs> oh man, that was very melodramatic. I liked it. <laughs> I'm feeling melodramatic tonight. If you couldn't tell, uh, Kent. Uh, uh, what, what's up, huh? GameStop. What the hell? Why is that still a thing? Oh man, it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. When Reggie himself fled <laughs> like a rat in a sinking ship. <laughs> That was just a telltale sign. Just like, don't go there. They don't know what they're doing. It really they is. think they know what they're doing. They'd rather sell you a, a headphone attachment and uh, freaking V-Bucks rather than actually selling you a game. That's the truth. That's the <laughs> truth. We kind of touched on this when this happened, but to remind uh, uh, the listener, um, Reggie fils was uh, CEO for a time at GameStop. And uh, uh, during this last fiscal quarter, uh, he left because um, when asked or when he asked the CEO, when he asked, hey, what's your guys's business plan? Everyone else said, we're not telling. (laughs) And he said, well, I'm the CEO. I think I should know. And they said, ooh. (laughs) <laughs> and then he quit understandably uh <clears throat> it is uh it, i what the fuck that was a live transcript by the way the, <laughs> that's exactly how it went down <laughs> yeah yeah uh I, I i don't know what kind of uh megalomaniacal idiots uh are running the show over there anymore who won't even tell their ceo what the future of the fucking company looks like. Um, I think it's because, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I think it's because they don't know. They have, I think you're onto something. <laughs> they have no idea what uh, the landscape of physical media is going to be in the next year, let alone five. So... Um, it's uh, no surprise that uh, uh, the great and powerful Oz, known as Reggie Fizeme, uh stepped down from his position, uh, and uh, I'm I'm sure he's not regretting his leave his departure from Nintendo, um, uh, leaving it in the great uh, and powerful uh, scaly hands of Mr. Bowser. Uh, but I I have a feeling that now, as as a ship without a rudder, he is. He is he is a free agent, able to do what he wishes with his with his time and his life, uh, and free from the shackles uh, that GameStop uh, uh, forces its employees to to wear on the clock, which I think is weird. But can we just agree that the only reason why GameStop is still here is because of freaking Reddit, <laughs> just because of the meme stocks and everything? That's the only reason. I mean, shit, you're right. When you're right, Kent, you're right. Uh, it happened twice too. It, it ha- it's not it, even like a one time. It happened twice, and they are uh, projecting that it will happen again at the end of the year. Uh, so get your stocks ready and place your bets on the highest stakes game life has to offer. Uh, the stock market, um, you will lose all your money because unless you literally pay to play, uh, you will not win anything ever. Uh, yeah, Reddit definitely has something to do with it. 
I feel that Funko Pop had something to do with it and is uh, less important now uh, because everyone realized that uh, like Beanie Babies, Funko Pops are uh, sort of a fad, Uh, a fun, interesting, cute fad, just like Beanie Babies. Um, I own too many of them. Uh, not as many as, say, Dan, but I uh, uh, I do have a shame pile uh, of my own. Uh, Kent, did did you ever buy any Funko Pops? Never. I only got one as a gift from, uh, I think it was a podcast, actually, and I, I opened it. it. Yeah, good. <laughs> There's no reason not to. And I have to. it. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it because it's Crash. Actually, I have two. I was, both were given as gifts. It was uh, a... Oh, wait, no, it's just one. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, it's just one. It's just a CTR uh, crash. And it's pretty cool outside the box because I was like, no, I'm not going to stock stack them up. <laughs> so I have one and I didn't buy it myself. So, so yeah, it doesn't count. I'm happy with it. Yeah, yeah, it for sure. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice gift to get and it looks nice on your desk uh, as long yeah. as you take it out of the goddamn box. Uh, Jeremy, did, did you did you get into the Funko? <laughs> Sounds like a drug. <laughs> Y'all you... got any more of those Funkos? <laughs> no, <laughs> no you... I never got into it. Never? Not even, not even as gifts? I, no. <laughs> well you're you're an intelligent man you're an intelligent man i spent uh too much money granted i had uh what's called an employee discount because uh i don't know if a longtime listener would uh, be able to tell because we've been so secretive about it but um many of the podcast uh, uh, uh alumni um are uh, former employees of gamestop that's that's where we all met can you believe that uh, former GameStop employees uh, talking on the clock about starting a podcast, then eventually starting a podcast, then some of them disappearing uh, into the ether of life and uh, collecting others like uh, so many Pokemons. It's, it's the one good thing to come out of GameStop. It's literally the one I good thing. I was adopted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were you were adopted, uh, and we, we love you uh, all the same. Um yeah, literally the only good thing to ever come out of uh, uh, being employed at GameStop is honestly the friends that I've made along the way. Um, I, 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 most of my gaming friends that I uh, play games with when I ever do that, uh, I, I found at GameStop. Uh, and I don't regret it at all. These are the best people uh, that I have in my life. And I'm glad that I had that time with them. Um, however... Everything else Very about the, everything else about the company is dog shit, uh, and to see them close their doors forever would be uh, a dream come true. If true <laughs> words have never been spoken. <laughs> if if a genie granted me three wishes and only three, I would waste one on closing GameStop forever. If he only gave me one wish. I wouldn't wish for closing GameStop forever, but I would consider it for a quite a long time. Uh, <laughs> GameStop uh, is propped up now only by the sale of uh, uh, physical copies of video games, and those are dwindling quickly. 
the fact that uh there aren't a lot of PlayStation 5 games out I think uh, uh I think you could probably fit them on a default uh Google Docs sheet or uh, uh, I'm sorry Google Sheets uh doc <laughs> um and uh that's that's not good cuz that's a brand new system that just came out uh as for Xbox they have both at the same time, both Xbox One and Xbox Series uh, come out day uh, day and same. So you can play it on one and the other. Uh, so technically, there isn't any Xbox Series games, technically. Um, and as for Switch... Although that is quite a uh, a lofty library that they are building up, uh, more and more you are seeing that games uh, skip the physical sale of Switch games altogether and go completely digital from day one. That's happening more and more, not only in the Switch market, but in uh, AA games and single A games uh, across the board. So... It's only a matter of time before physical, uh, uh, AAA physical uh, copies of games are a thing of the past. Yep. yep. Although there's a caveat. Oh. But I don't know if you want to get into that yet. Uh, are we done shitting on GameStop yet? We could go on for hours, but I think you summed it up pretty, pretty well. <laughs> All right. So what is this caveat that I'm missing, Kent? Uh. I would say it's the niche market that is actually growing. Uh, biggest thing I would like to point out is uh, limited run games. So for those that don't know, limited run games takes actually a lot of those uh, developers you were talking about, like double A games and, you know, lower uh, and triple A games that usually forego physical releases uh limited run contacts them and say hey we'll pay you to um or you know you pay us rather um and we will give you this huge release uh worldwide uh for a limited time and a limited supply uh but uh we'll, we'll get this out to you and it usually uh, they sell out quick, man. Yeah. Um, it's actually it's actually been so successful uh, that this was perfect for this episode. I did my research, and oh. they released or opened their first physical store, retail store, in North Carolina on April 30th. Wait, who did? Limited Run Games. Really? Yes, I'm so glad you didn't know this. I did. Uh, I was I was expecting like, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 games. I wrote my oh, prose. I wrote my prose uh, about GameStop's downfall, uh, and then stopped researching this uh, episode entirely. So it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing that you're bringing me new news. Yeah, and apparently it's pretty cool. I mean, like they. They have like a lot of their warehouse like shelved products uh, that they don't sell on their website anymore, um, like extras, returns, whatever. And then they are selling it in the store and they have a bunch of merch because usually with limited run, 
um, the big incentive is like, oh, you can get the normal edition that's just the game, or you can get the limited edition, collector's edition, whatever they want to call it, and it comes with, like, you know, pins, shirts, coasters, whatever. Um, it's usually a little bit more higher-end pre-order bonus stuff that's, like, bundled in with, like, um, sometimes a steelbook, whatever, soundtracks. So they sell both the games and a lot of those extras on their shelves. Um, and to me, that sounds like it's a GameStop killer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at least in its infancy. Um, no, I, I, I can totally see this uh, uh, being a GameStop killer. However, um, it, it brings me back to a uh, uh, thing that, the, that GameStop did not too long ago where they started buying up uh, a handful of um, uh, publishers uh, and uh, trying to go at making games themselves. Uh, developers. Oh I said publishers. I meant developers. Yeah, um, yeah. They 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 made a handful of games, and it wasn't that good. Uh, but even back uh, in the Halcyon days of uh, the mid two thousands, with Congregate, which was a uh, basically a phone game uh, maker. That's all they did was make phone games and and uh, uh, sort of organize them in a somewhat decent UI. Um, and uh, they had premium currencies and things to to help sell. Congregate is all but separated from GameStop now, uh, but uh, uh, the fingerprints of that idea have always lingered in GameStop's mind. So this limited run games might have opened a physical store to be like, hey, GameStop, um, you have a lot of money, kind of. You have a lot of sway, at least. Uh Either we're going to kill you or you can buy us and put your name on our retail stores and let us continue what we do. Um, That's a very good point. I think they're going to kill them, though, or at least try to, because limited run has like exclusivity with Best Buy. Oh, Uh, yep. Nope. They're dead. Yep. (laughs) You're uh, you could go right now. I'm not going to dox us, obviously, but you if you, Paul, yourself, yeah. go to the nearest Best Buy, and you know which one it is, yep. if you go to that one, they have a bunch of limited run games on shelf. Um, that's that's amazing. Yeah, this so... This is going to kill GameStop for certain. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they, they, they aren't buying, or they aren't looking to be bought by GameStop, because... They already have. They're already in bed with Best Buy. So interesting. Uh, and I do. I I, I do kind of because you brought up Best Buy. Let's let's talk about Best Buy. Let's talk about Target and Walmart. Uh, and the reason why we're not talking about them when it comes to physical uh, physical sales of games. Um, Best Buy is an electronic seller for sure. There will always be a market for console controllers at, until who knows VR takes off in some way, but even still, there's still going to be controllers for VR. Anyway, there's always going to be accessories to buy and slap on, uh, to any console sold. And until consoles go away forever in the next 30 years, I'd say, uh, before I die for certain, um, uh, uh, Best Buy will always have a place to sell video game tchotchke, right? Just shit. Uh, GameStop, on the other hand, they can always sell that stuff too, but their bread and butter has always been their, uh, 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 pre-owned, 
physical media, uh, used physical media. So if physical media goes away, their cash cow goes away and they don't have anything to fall back on. Target doesn't give a shit. Target makes their money off of groceries, just like every other grocery store. Uh, Walmart doesn't give a shit because they're in the same boat as Target. So if they lose their video game departments, they now have more space to put TVs or guns or more groceries. Uh, If Best Buy loses their video game department, they'll always have their controller section, but they don't need to now spend, you know, uh, uh, ample amount of space on uh, three different systems, video games. So they don't give a shit. They can put speakers uh, back to where they were or more TVs or overpriced, uh, probably headphones, probably headphones. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one of the reasons why one, we're not really talking about the big, big box retail uh, store guys, because they don't really care one way or the other if physical media exists. Uh, uh, and two GameStop very much cares if physical media exists. Um, okay. Now that we've shat on, uh, physical media, and uh, GameStop specifically, I, I I wanted to just address and sort of in the podcast on on uh, uh, on like a higher note, I guess, on like a more positive, uh, uh, less uh, detrimental note. And that is the loss of physical media will mean a dynamic shift in who owns the game. Yes. We've oh, talk- man. Yeah, we, 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 we've talked about this off and on on this podcast a handful of times. Uh, it needs its own dedicated episode. It, it really does. And uh, I, I will just say this. Um, there's one game that always comes to mind when, well, for people who know it, uh, that always comes to mind when this comes up. And it's not that big of a deal, but it, it, it does. It tolls a bell, so to speak. Uh, and that is the uh, Lord of the Rings Lego game. Jeremy, you're playing a Lego game. I mean, right- Legos. Yeah, <laughs> you're playing a Lego game right now. I can see it in your hand on the Switch right now, uh, because that's how podcast recording works. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Yo, actually, how did you know that? Uh, and so I, I can ask you this question. Do you think you truly own that game? Wait, do you have that game physically or do you have it digitally? I have it digitally. Digitally, okay. Do you think you own that game? Uh, I know I don't own that game. Do you think... Oh, you you already know that? Yeah. Oh. Well, this isn't as fun for me anymore. <laughs> I mean... Um, you know, sorry, 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 sorry. No, I had no... I, of course I did. Why wouldn't I own this game? Well, you don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> And here's here's the here's the killer too. Even if you had it physical, you still probably don't own it. Yeah, technically you don't own it unless you don't uh, uh, turn your system online, which is getting harder and harder to do. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, just a quick overview: the one benefit that physical media has over digital media is they can turn off your digital media and block you access to that digital media whenever they want. 
That is the terms of service that you uh, sign up for when you buy the game. You know that that giant uh, block of text uh, that shows up when you buy a digital copy of a game. In there, embedded in there in some legalese, is uh, the ability for them to just take the game away from you, sort of, whenever they want. Um, and it's it's kind of scummy if they ever do it, but they can. They left that in there for a reason. Uh, physical, or I'm sorry, digital media takes up space on somebody's hard drive somewhere, uh, on a server room somewhere. Um, and so if they ever need to open that space up for something, say a, oh, I don't know, a hundred gig game that just came out. I can't imagine a hundred gigs of one game. What? What kind of world is that? They can take away your, your digital copy. Technically speaking, they cannot do that with a physical copy as long as you don't update your system or the software. You could still play, uh, you know, version three of a game when it has updated to version 3.1173.7121. Yeah, that is the only benefit. Oh, I guess like uh, looking good on a a shelf is kind of nice, but digital shelves exist. And uh, I guess there is the argument of convenience of I've honestly kind of leaned towards that myself lately, especially not going out as much. Um, It's just easier to buy it from your home and you don't have to get up and switch discs. It sounds petty, but I mean, right, right. It really adds up if you kind of jump around a lot. No, it's, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, I, uh, I have like five switch games, uh, on, um, uh, uh, physical media and I wish all of them weren't physical. Yeah. Like it's just, easier you're, you're the to. only switch person to say that though <laughs> on the internet, at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Gosh, there's true. so many people like anytime, anytime a game releases, people will flood and say, is it coming to the switch? And then it finally comes to switch. And then everyone floods saying, is it getting a physical release? <laughs> and then once that comes out, everyone floods and says, is it, does it have a manual? <laughs> like it, you, oh God. No, I mean, the, the, nostal- the nostalgia <laughs> wave is wide and deep. What's that, uh, yeah. Jeremy? I have, I have your back on this. I, I hate physical copy games. So I'll, ex- I'll explain why. Okay. Um, when I was, oh geez, I think, but actually you're going to love this. I think when it was, when uh, red dead two was coming out, I already love it. And for the, for the first time, and I went to, I, I went to GameStop and I did the overnight. I waited till like shit, nine o'clock my time. It came out midnight East coast. I'm super excited. They did raffles. They gave away socks and a headset. It was so sick. And then I got home. Put the game in. There was like a huge. I had to download it first and then get an update. Where with nowadays, I can download my game, and all I have to do is just update it. So once nine oh five comes across, I can just start playing it. I don't have to worry about driving all the way to GameStop. I keep waiting in line, coming back home from GameStop, putting the game in, downloading, updating. Um, that's why I hate physical copy games. Digital is just so much easier. So much easier. I 
I would push back against that slightly because um, I will say working at GameStop was one of the worst uh, experiences of my life uh, and I took too many years from me. But some of the best moments of the actual uh, work of GameStop were late night releases. Uh, late night releases were an event uh, for the big games. At least some of the tinier games getting late night releases started to piss me off because it felt like everything now was an event, which was more of a GameStop thing, less of a, a, a video game thing. But anyway, um, so when when the big games came out, even games I didn't even care about, like a Madden would come out and uh, my local store was just packed to the brim uh, with people you know, just shooting the shit about the video game coming out. It, it did feel fun. It did feel magical, uh, uh, in a way that, uh, I kind of sort of like, even, even with my, uh, uh, my prose, I can't quite, uh, quantify in words, but, um, without, without physical copies, those will go away. Uh, but we could say the same thing about, uh, uh, you know, E3, uh, packs. Um, the, uh, pandemic in general has sort of shown us that most of these things might not be the best idea, at least, uh, uh, for a little while, um, at least without precaution and at least without, uh, uh, tampering expectations. Um, so we have all been humbled, uh, by this, uh, changing times, these changing times specifically. And, uh, I, I, I hope that in the future, there is some way to bring that magic of uh, a midnight release back uh, to the general public. Um, And because, you know, on this podcast, we always have, we celebrate uh, the video game industry for all of its uh, mistakes and missteps along the way. Uh, It is still uh, an an important part of not only who we are, uh, but who the community has grown to be. And uh, I, I am appreciative of it. Um, but you know, missing physical copies will suck. Um, I, I just hope that digital can step up to the plate when it comes to it, uh, the awe of it. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm waxing poetic on, on bullshit, but, uh, can't tell my wrong. I mean, no, I mean, those events were very, very fun. Even the ones I, I didn't care about, like I wasn't getting Borderlands three, but I worked that event and it was fun. Um, you could tell the people who really enjoyed it and were excited and it was fun handing them that copy. Um, there's kind of this, you know, atmosphere of like just excitement, even if you weren't that much into the series, but I would like to, I don't know if this is a, this is an interesting thing to leave off, but like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but, uh, the metaverse. Oh, no. <laughs> Hear me out. So Facebook metaverse is like, okay, whatever. But we've, it's not a new thing. Like we had PlayStation home. We had other stuff like that. Um, that was pretty much the same thing as the metaverse. But the cool thing, I guess, of all that is this kind of online realm is uh, it's just being given to the masses and people are starting to warm up or at least familiarize themselves with it. And now you have a lot of like actual 
online spaces for events like they had concerts i even look at uh like fortnite with those concerts they did um i think we could very well see digital events but in something like a metaverse or something in an online realm where people like can get together and like oh you know it launches at midnight for everyone uh come to the server and you know maybe you can get like digital extras or something like that something uh you know along the lines of that where you could get that experience without actually leaving your home have text chat voice chat whatever almost like curated uh rooms for the interest of that game launching um so we are going to leave the podcast on that note and it pisses me off that that's true uh, but, uh, Ken, uh, I, I, I'm upset that you brought that up and you're right. And I, I'm also upset that you're right. Um, everything about what you just said made me angry and feel old and scared about the future and the children that will grow up in a world of digital opulence. And I think going to happen, <laughs> I think. Zuckerberg, uh, if you're listening, which I know you do, you're a huge fan of the podcast. Zuckerberg, I hate your metaverse and everything about it. And me saying that means that it will probably work. So good on you, you son of a bitch. Uh, You still owe me $10 for the (sighs) Mr. Pickle sandwich we got together. Okay. Um... (laughs) I don't know, bro. I, I lost my wallet. Aren't you a multi-billionaire? I don't know, man. Can you just cover just this once? I'll pay you back, dude. I just really need that Mr. Pickles I saw his wallet 20 minutes after that. It was he's just a dick. Anyway, we are going to end the podcast there, Mr. Zuckerberg. And um, as always, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you want more of us, you can go on to SilvertongueAudio.org and find uh, The NPC Adventures, a D&D 5E uh, podcast that I do with uh, some of the other friends of the show and uh, Katie, the NPC. Uh, I do original music for that thing and not original music and sound effects. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, uh, Kent was on it and we hope to have him back one of these days it should be fun and uh, interesting if he ever does come back Um, (laughs) uh, also you can go on to the other podcast that I I, uh, uh, put on Silver Tongue Audio and that is of course Midnight in the Bay he's a funny guy he's a dad Uh, he does stand up comedy all around the Bay Area of California and uh, I edit his podcast for him and uh, he's he's a fun guy every uh, every Monday you can find him Uh, every other Friday you can find the NPC Adventures And every time we feel like it, you can find this podcast as well. So thank you all again for listening. And as I say at the end of every podcast episode, until next game, until next game. Silver Tongue Audio.